The show that takes you home. The Homestretch with Sterling Holmes on ESPN Kansas City. 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Welcome to the Homestretch, ESPN, Kansas City, 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, 1510.com, and Facebook Live. Briscoe Friday on a Wednesday. Briscoe Thursday, Friday on a Wednesday. We keep you on your toes. What day isn't it? Speaking of keeping you on your toes, Uh Dylan Michaels is tall. Yeah. Not only that. But he's he's teaching Kyle right now, so Kyle's actually running the board today. What's up, Kyle? How you feeling? And by how you feeling, I mean don't feel pressure to turn on the microphone if you're not ready to. I think yours is on. Uh, I told Dylan when I walked in today, felt like I was walking out of the tunnel, mm. in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. Let's get it. Okay. I All think right, your mic good. was on the whole time. Yeah. 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 I was talking about his mic. I was. Saying, oh, I don't want to oh, pull his him mic. on yes. air if he wasn't yeah. ready for it to for for it to be on yet. But seems like his fundamentals are down. You know, he's got some good. Uh, Intangibles. Some great intangibles. Uh, some good training from Dylan, who's been here for like 45 whole minutes, so he's definitely equipped to do that. Yeah, and yeah, I of think course. it's going to be good. Yeah, it's the new Rudy. The new Rudy. Nudy, I call him. Well, it, it was Nudy. That was, that was, that was Dylan. Yeah. What's Kyle? So, he was oh, so Nudy. Kyle's new Dylan? Yeah, so he's... I don't know. Dylan's not going anywhere, though. We, like, we that's lost true. Rudy we, we, RIP. But, yeah, we lost him. Um, I don't know. I don't, uh, ditto Dylan? I don't know. He's Ditto Dylan? Ditto. We could have made Dylan Dil, ditto. Dill, well. Huh. Huh. You want to commit to that one? No. Okay, I didn't think so. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna pause and move on. How about that? Does that work for you? I don't like pausing or moving on, but if you insist, I can do both. Did you see the 7-4 dragon yesterday, which yeah. is Victor Wimbanyama? Wimbanyama! I mean, he makes Giannis Antetokounmpo seem easy. We're going to get to it. We're going to get used to it. Antetokounmpo was a, was a big test for a while. Dirk gonna... Nowitzki still has some people going Nowitzki, and you're That's like, come true. on, it's Nowitzki. Yeah, he's 75 They're... years old. That one you should have figured out yeah, by now. Yeah, So, Victor Wimbanyama. V-Dub, I call him. V-Dub? Oh, yeah. that's what you call, well, him. I call him. Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Porzingis could limp, so Victor could hit step-back threes. I was totally infatuated by the highlights of it that I saw last night, and then again, after the zone, before this show today, Beards and I were in the uh, in the office just watching some of the highlights, because most of what I saw was, was Scoot getting the best of uh, Volkswagen and, uh, and making some offensive plays despite having a 7-4 guy in his face. But watching uh, watching Victor work with the fluidity that he has as a seven a a guy who is closer to seven and a half feet than he is to a flat seven is unbelievable. Yeah, I I love I love a just like freak body in in basketball. I really you heard me you heard me I chose my words carefully. He wants a F R E A K. I want Chet Holmgren to be healthy so bad. I'm legitimately hurt by him being hurt. Like I just want to see unicorns try to be good at basketball while being their various sorts of huge. Uh, it, it's one of the most fun parts of like all of athletics. We were we were looking at uh, Miles Garrett. They they tweet out that he was uh, back working at practice today. Dude is yoked. It is ridiculous. So anytime I get to watch, you know, somebody be a, a total freak athlete, I I want to see it. And so I am uh, I'm real high on V Dub. Uh, Kyle, by the way, you got a nice comment. Ronnie says, Kyle, don't mess up, bud. All pressure on you like the pressure was on Matthew Wright not to miss field goals in the game. Mm. So, see? Look at you. 
I think that means he has faith in you. Yeah, are you a Matthew Wright? Are you or... a Matt Amendola? Ronnie, if you have any complaints, direct them to uh, Dylan Michaels, my mentor. That's a good. That's oh, a yeah. great point. Just just blame the that's the it. veteran. Great players blame their coaches. And great so players. That, that's good. Unless you're Cole Beasley and you just lose so bad, you're just gonna retire. How about that? Do you think I, I don't want to take make any jokes about Tom Brady and what he's going through with his wife? Sure. But, but do you think Cole Beasley may have saw and go, you know what? Trying to play one more year down here after we get our ass kicked. Losing potentially going through a divorce, your significant other, it's not worth it. He goes, yeah, I'm done. I'm I'm not losing this. It's it's really bizarre, but uh, in all seriousness, there's a tweet from uh, Albert Breer earlier today that kind of pointed out, like, hey, look, he said lots of uh, lots of former players will, will kind of talk themselves into coming back and taking one last shot, uh, which personally I thought was strange for Cole Beasley to do. Mm-hmm. Th- you thought you were the first one, or no, just the first one on this show today. Sure, that's all that matters. Yeah, the, fir- the first one I don't, in this in this time I slot. Have to, I don't have to be faster than everybody. I just have to be faster than you. Oh, that's it's like fair. running away from a bear. All I can do is trip you up, and then I get to make my Cole Beasley joke, and then we do move you, on. Do you actually think though, if we were running from a bear, a bear, you think who do you think would win? I think I'm getting away much quicker than you. Um, I think I think you are probably like beating me in a sprint, but I, I don't think there's I any probably do, about it. I, I think but I, I think, think I am would, beating you. In a I sprint. think it would be. I think you would be shocked by how close it was at the photo finish. That's mm. that. This is my this is my argument for my own. Um, barely hanging on athleticism is that I have my you, sneaky athleticism. Do you think still. you're like Colin Saunders, where you're a big yes. dude who runs fast? Yes, I think I am the Colin Saunders of of this station, and I'm more like let's say Kenny Galladay, where you're like, oh, that guy's probably athletic, and then you see me run like a five four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you look more athletic than sure. you are, and I think I am more athletic than I look. No, I think that's, that's our dichotomy. Here. No, that's very fair. You want to arm wrestle? No, I'd get my ass kicked. I'd get oh, my okay. arm kicked, I guess. Okay, so you don't yeah, want to... Yeah. Okay. I got a big basketball game tonight. I got the playoffs. No, I don't want to screw up your shooting elbow. I don't want to tear any tendons. So, okay. Well, at some point, at some point, why don't we just do a little 1v1? Um, we'll do basketball. arm wrestling. How about we do an we'll actual do sport? I'm not really the best at... We you, do combine. You were the one that suggested a, a race. Yeah, so. that's, not, that's not an arm... There's something you can win there. Yeah, I could also win some things. We do a slap fight where we do like that. Yes, where we do the yes. Put like uh like like cotton balls in your ears sure. to help make sure you don't burst your eardrums. Is that a thing? Just, I think that's what I think that's what it's in there for. I don't think you and I are going to be hitting hard enough for that to make a difference. I would frankly, love, let, Sterling. Let me be clear. I would love to slap you as hard as possible. Let me be clear. I don't think you're going to bust my eardrums. Well, I'm, I would try not to hit your ear. I would, I would try. Part of, part of the code of the slapping of the slap fights. Have you seen some of? I got enough, li- yeah. enough liquids, man. Yeah, yeah, yes. You, again, I like just, liquids. We keep, know this. You just went. You just went one, two, three. You went water out of the Budweiser cup, coffee yeah. out of the uh, the Starbucks cup that no, matches you, your shirt today. This ain't water, Playboy. This thin mint cup you've got looking here, and then back to the water again. Like you just don't have enough going on. It's very confusing. Uh, but, but have you seen like the real? Yes, like yeah, the, the, the Russian the slap dudes who look like whatever? bears. Yes. Yeah. I, one of the one of the really important you know rules of of that is you you don't want to blow out somebody's ear and you're not trying to like you can't you know make a fist you don't want to hit them so low that you like break their jaw you it's all no, about, no, it's, it's all about, it's about the the cheek slap but but you and I you love slapping cheeks uh but we don't do this so I feel like we're not gonna know where we're hitting it's gonna be an accidental jaw punch. So here, along with my sneaky but not overwhelming athleticism. Yeah, you got called by the way. Uh, you got Michael Burton vibes, which I is li- I sneaky athletic. High school fullback right here with you, right in the studio, man. I don't know what else to tell you. We, we got Nick Bolton in the studio, and then we also had Dylan. Dylan Michaels is now called long-haired Kyle Orton. 
congratulations, Kyle. Kyle Orton. His name's actually Kyle, but you're Kyle Orton because apparently you, you can I beat the Dylan, Packers with Romeo Cornell. I think Dylan's the only one that should be offended. Oh, of all of us, hundred percent. I think we all got pretty. What was? Did you have a comment? I didn't have. I didn't have one. Okay, so I got. You and I, Dylan got should be I got the green shirt guy. The, yeah, the, the, the laughing, laughing meme. Guy, yeah. The laughing meme. I didn't even mean to do this. I just looked like that guy today. Ronnie is dancing on that line right now. As far as I'm concerned, with that Kyle Orton blast. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a blast. But come on, I mean, he Kyle Orton. Chiefs legend. What's wrong with Kyle Orton? It's that he looks the way that he does. What? I don't frankly know what Kyle Orton really looks like. Do you not have Kyle Orton's face permanently? <gasps> yeah. Sterling just realized that Dylan should be offended. Yeah. Is what just happened. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're better looking than Kyle Orton. I'll give you that yeah, one. Yeah, please. Give him, him give him that. It, please at least give it, him it that. It is the goatee, though, because Kyle Orton did have a goatee no, in I Dallas. It, or, is that Dallas or Seattle? I can't tell from the jersey. Uh, was he ever in Seattle? He was definitely in Dallas for a while, so I think you're it, good on Dallas. This is a later career. Thinner, longer hair, Kyle Orton yeah, that's, is, that's is Dallas, Dallas yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, look, that's... Come on. Oh, yeah, no, that's Dallas. I could. I think I that's could Dallas, say... Yeah. Here, here's, here's how much I do know what Kyle Orton looks like. I think you could give me a collection of his headshots and, like, crop out the uh, the jersey, and I would be able to identify the era of Kyle Orton. He just said it looked like Drew Waters before the trade to the Royals. Let's look up Drew Waters. I'll, I'll, ta- I'll, ta- I'll take... Why before the trade, I wonder? Is there... He, I think a, he looks a little younger, you maybe. A, a stankier mustache? Oh, I'll take Drew Waters. Uh, thank you. Let me let me see that. Let me see, sorry, I was looking D- for a mustache Didn't get here. called Kyle Orton. Um, oh boy, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Set your computer up there. Drew Waters looks like somebody. I can't place it. His he, also in his headshot, he just looks a little sad. Yeah, and he does Storm look a little Chasers sad. Storm Chasers headshot here. Elite cap logo though for the Storm Chasers. Why does he look so sad? I'll take it. Uh, he does look a little sad. I'm not sad. I look like a happy Drew Waters. Show's really stupid sometimes. Yeah, dude. Sometimes <laughs> I look like a really happy Drew Waters was for some reason the tipping point for me in this. Do, do you think you're getting that on any other show besides the former almost entirely sports? I sure hope not. I sure hope this is the only yeah, place you, you, can you, find you don't it. think you and Jason Anderson talked about this on the zone? Didn't quite get to didn't it. quite get that. Sorry, I, I did get to talk about Fat Bear Week at least a little bit. Have you are Fat you, Bear Week? Yeah, Fat oh, Bear no, Week. Oh no, so that that doesn't cross the line. That's just total normal talk no, for you. Yeah, Slap yeah. boxing. Yeah, no. So Fat Bear That's Week normal. is really a Matt Derrick thing, mm. um, where it's I mean it's 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 a international thing now. I don't remember where the actual uh, bear cams are at and everything, but it's just bears getting ready to hibernate. They've been bulking up, and so now people can vote on like which bear bulked up the best. It's literal fat bears like about to hibernate. It's like live like live stream cams and stuff of them eating fish. On I think it's Explore dot org. Um, Matt Derrick was the one that informed me of all of this. He is a uh, a Fat Bear Week enthusiast, and uh, and and I, are they like Kobayashi but with fish? They're just out here in the stream, yeah. just crushing salmon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like hold on, hold on. I'm holding. Joey Bearnut, that's nothing. It's really tough. No. It's really t- there's no Joey Chestnut. No part of Joey Chestnut really easily puns up with uh, bear stuff. I wonder how long it's going to take me to eventually turn my ringer off during a show for the entire show. Yeah, have you because, considered trying? To yeah, do that? it's been about three there's years a now. On the yeah. side, it's a button on the side. Every time you do radio, you can just, just do that. You just knock it off. Uh, let's get into some actual Chiefs talk, and it's something that Dylan and I talked about yesterday. Ugh. 
What kind of commercial should Andy Reid do next? Great segue. How good was that? He nailed it. That was like that was a legitimately good performance by Andy Reid. I was shocked. Because when Mahomes first started doing commercials, rough. There, it was rough. Rough. He's not an actor. He's a football player. You yeah. know, it takes some time. Mahomes is much better now than he was then. Oh, yeah. I think Andy Reid might be a better actor today than Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he's gotten his, got his he, blood. He, and he may have he may have just gotten great direction and a few good cuts and the State Farm people just really flattered him. But the way that he, the facial expressions from Andy Reid getting caught drawing mustaches on who I imagine to be great value Andrew Wiley, just the guy in the commercial. <laughs> like it just, they should have gotten Andrew Wiley to do that. Although he has a real mustache, I think still. So um, maybe not. The the quick taking of the Sharpie and then just going was exceptional. It was it was incredible. If you would have poked my eye out right there when I wasn't looking. Why weren't you looking at me? I was talking. I was holding the pin as a prop and I threw it and then it happened to hit you. Right in the dome. Sorry. I was trying to relive some of the drama of this incredible Andy Reid State Farm commercial. And I thought you would be paying attention. My, I was a no-look pass. I was looking over there. I was it, it, was, Kyle. it was good. I threw it to you. Kyle or the Kyle Orton lookalike? You, both, but one of the same. And that's that's just, uh, I threw the pin. Sorry. No, I think it was I very good, but, drink. but it made me think, what does he need to do so next? What should be next? This is so, a good question. You, you know why I thought of this? I saw a Copperfit commercial. And think of Copperfit. You know, well, Brett Favre obviously has a little um, issues right now. Yes, and like really small, like systemically robbing from poor people issues. Yeah, yeah. Like nothing that'll stick. He might run for Senate soon, but right now he's busy robbing poor people. And my thought process was, you know how I always rip on how Brett Favre and Jerry Rice show up to the middle-aged uh, pick up football game together and then pick the same and they pick the same, same team. team. They're yeah. like, yeah, we're the same team. We're not, we're not getting split up. Yeah. But what if then you add Andy Reid as the head coach? He's wearing the copper fit, those long socks that you wear before yeah. flights, you know. And he's yeah. the head coach, and he's like, no, I'm not on you on, on you know Rick the accountant's team. Oh, I, I am oh, now coaching no, Brett Favre and Jerry Rice. Or oh, okay, so I like that. I think that's a good idea. But I thought you were going to go the other direction, and I like it almost even more. I think where where Andy Reid has to prove that he can make anybody look like Kevin Cobb because <laughs> he literally has a dude named Kevin who's just wearing some Wrangler jeans and some copper fit and he's like alright listen uh, this is my Andy Reid impression that I don't think I actually have try it you've got you've got Brett Favre and, and Jerry Rice over there just talking about their favorite way to defraud a city uh, I'm sorry a state an entire state and uh, not that Jerry Rice is in any of that I don't know it's just that that's all Brett Favre can seem to talk about these days so they're talking about you know criminal fraud or whatever and Andy Reid saddles up and goes, hey, you know, he's, he's, he's talking. He goes, hey, guys, come here. Not to not to Favre and Rice, but everyone's, listen, hey, we're going to kick these guys' ass. Just do this. Do what I say. You count your steps. Come up, I got a long, he's got a long stick and just a little patch of dirt. He says, every play, you guys huddle up over here. I'm going to draw something up. We're going to wash these guys out. And then all of a sudden, you have the the Thanksgiving football game of the century. Of the century, Andy Reid. Imagine the motion that your dudes from accounting are going to be doing. Like you're gonna you're gonna have Jerry from accounting running running one of those little satellite motions. Oh yeah, you know, I think I think uh, a slower guy did it against the Bucks, and I thought it was noteworthy. Well, I think, I think you did it. Well, Mike, Mike the electrician's going to do real good. He's got good hands. You know, Great he's not hands, dropping anything well, and, and, and very jittery feet. The yeah, electrician, yeah. electrician, you got to have good hands and high energy. Yeah. 
But I think I think Juju against the Bucks came in. You know what I'm talking about? The saddle. I don't know if it's actually called a satellite motion or if I just called it that several years ago and I've stuck with it. But it works because it looks like a satellite revolving around the quarterback. And it, it, it was Tyreek Hill for a long time. I think Hardman has done it a handful of times where, where he, you know, he runs in motion and then does that little sort of circle, that little half circle around the quarterback and then, you know, figure out, figure out where they jitter over to next. If they, if they go back to where they start, it doesn't matter. Uh, but Juju did that on Sunday. It was interesting to see him do it because he doesn't have all of the the lateral quickness of a of a Hill or Hardman, obviously. But he's more powerful with the ball in his hand. He'd be a better lead blocker out of that. Sure. So I just remember seeing that thing. It was kind of interesting. Imagine Jerry from accounting back there doing that, though. All of a sudden, Andy Reid has absolutely taken over the Copperfit game. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. I like Andy Reid, head coach of the Copperfit All Stars. Um, or alternatively, it's just Brett Favre and Jerry Rice and Andy Reid against like 50 dudes, yeah. and they still win because they have those three. It still would be good, though. And it, so you could also throw in Andrew Whitworth because now that he's mm. ancient. And again, they're all on the same team. They're this just, whole Amazon TNF crew. Richard Sherman's out there in Yeah, coverage. Richard Sherman's coverage, and you're, and you're just sitting here going, guys. Tony Gonzalez is looking for some work. You know, all, all those middle-aged men who are playing the pickup game at first go, <laughs> wow, this is great. We're playing with these guys. Next thing you know, they go, this sucks. Can we have a ball back? <laughs> yes. Like, we're just getting our ass kicked. We'll go play three-on-three three over here, man. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just trying And then all of a sudden, Michael Jordan, three-on-three three basketball, Michael Jordan shows up. <laughs> you have all these, <laughs> Kwame Brown, for good measure. They still argue. Just just throwing hands. Andrew Bynum, because, you know, why not? Dennis Rodman shows up. You're like, what do I even do with it? I'm going to get, yeah. I'm gonna get May- maybe, checked. Maybe baseball, and the next thing you know, I was going to say Adam Wainwright, but dude is still pitching. Who's the best? Who'd be the best? Uh, Whenever Pujols retires, beer league softball player. Oh, Greg. Well, I was gonna say Greg I Maddox, I've, but I wouldn't say for softball. No, no. I'm saying I'm saying beer league softball, and you just see one dude just walking up, and he steps into the visitors' dugout. Who Who are you the most pissed to see at your charity softball game? Two guys. I think I've got one that is my winner. Three guys. Okay. I've got four guys. I've got two that I think are obviously good, but one, one Pete Rose, because he's going to try and spike you. Great point. He's going to try and break up a double play. And not, he's, what, not my logic, but a great Pete, point. Pete Rose is totally sliding into second base to break it up. And you're like, dude, he's you, ruining you, the you, game. Yeah, you, you okay. just hit Sarah in HR. She yes. is, she's out for the season. <laughs> Sarah's ankle is pointed sideways. Now that's no good. Okay, who's number two? David Ortiz. This is my winner. I think this was the first guy I thought of. Yeah. Because it also feels like he might just do that. He might roll out there. Looking like like a bipedal hippopotamus, like that dude is just like pure muscle. I've never called anyone a bi uh, a bipedal hippopotamus before, but I'm sticking with it. Like, have you ever seen a hippo moving, like moving, moving? They're scary creatures. Just made people look at hippo. Oh, it also, fat. that's the Those first time David are... Ortiz has ever been called pure muscle before. No, but but it's the, it's it's the um. Yeah, Prince Fielder. Prince no, Fielder thing. Prince Fielder, pure muscle. No, 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 no. But it, it's like it is. It is just like this. This shock. I, you would if you saw that that dude just out in the world. You'd go little little chubby over here. I wonder if he can you know do a push up. If it's Prince Fielder or David Ortiz or whatever, I'm going a la the hippo. You go, oh look at that, look at that big fat sea cow, and then all of a sudden they're a killing machine. He's hitting 500 foot softball bombs. David Ortiz would take out every kid in the neighborhood just with a with a dime dropped 600 feet out in the outfield because they they happen to fly through an open window in a kitchen. Sure, he would be a menace. So that that's my favorite. Yeah, pick I think David Ortiz. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. He's left handed, and everyone knows left handed softball players just just right. Gonna be great. Just point. Had to consider that gonna be a great point. Other two. Surprisingly, both guys who played in Boston. 
Maybe it's a Boston thing. Okay. Manny Ramirez, because yeah. he would probably take it. You, you know he's joking around, and you're like, Manny, come on. Like, we're, we're playing a game here. And then all of a sudden, like, you see him, like, maybe juicing or something. And then, like, <laughs> he, like, then he starts hitting bombs again. But then d- defense, he's just joking around out there. You lose because he's, like, he's lollygagging to a ball. He hits eight home runs but has six errors. Yeah, and you're yeah. sitting here like, come on, dude. Like, you, you played Major League Baseball. Why are you joking around? But and, he's Manram. And then Hanley Ramirez. Okay, Hanram. Yeah, yeah, Hanram. Also, I don't know if it's just a Ramirez thing. Yeah, if I don't it's know. A, if it's a Boston thing. Boston thing makes sense. But the Boston, because the Ortiz category. I would, I would even extend it one more on Boston. Not in recent years, and not even post-beard uh, shave. But Johnny Damon with the locks, oh, with the beard, I that'd feel be good. like would be good. Kevin Euclid would also somehow piss Man. me off. Because he Kevin would, do, he would yes. still do the I'm hand motion, pissed. and you're sitting here going, swing normal. I'm already so mad. It's softball. I'm already so mad. So I, as we've discussed at some point, I grew up a Yankees fan, all of that, whatever, it's fine. And bleep Boston softball players in our hypothetical league we're, we're, we're starting. Seriously. Kevin Euclid, no single athlete frustrated me more throughout mm-hmm. my childhood than Kevin Euclid. And it, it's it's partially Boston, but it's I, more than anything else is that he was he was the, the, the Red Sox who had a, a nice little index finger thumb grip like halfway up the barrel of his bat. His knees weren't right. I don't... To it, this it, day, it does not make... It doesn't. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. We got we got Jose Batista might slide in uh, into second, so get ready for a brawl. We got Mike Sweeney in his prime. I think Mike Sweeney in your prime. You'd want your going team. To, I say, so if we're gonna go best, if we're gonna go best uh, uh, beer league softball teammates, I'd like Vlad Senior. Vlad Senior, because every single ball, no matter where it's at, it's a bomb. And and you do not have to have a, a, a fielding catcher behind the plate when it's up. You don't have to worry about. I it. I would also say. Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, great. The second the hat goes backward in softball, yeah. Yeah. auto bomb. It's an auto bomb. Ortiz also still might be number one on the guys you want to have, but you don't want to see him walk into the other dugout. Yeah. Kevin Euclid can kick rocks. Can kick rock. Pound sand. Hey, if Kevin Euclid is listening, you can kick sand. That's less. Hey, Kevin Euclid, pound rocks. That's the that's, hardest That's of them, the right? hardest one, yeah. That I think you're right. Yeah. You go, you go pound rocks. Going back to sports again, like legitimate sports. What, We've been what, in what, sports what, what, this what, whole time. Let me finish. What other commercial should Andy Reid do? Because I said Copperfit. The other one I said was potentially Manscaped. They could do something very funny with the mustache. He wouldn't touch the Manscaped brand. I don't think he would do it. Mm. I don't think. I think Andy Reid with the Manscaped and the, and the mustache combo would be real good for for TV. I think it would also. I just I just don't think Andy Reid's desperate for a bag, so I don't think he's gonna go. I don't think he's gonna go manscaped. Bag, bag of burgers. Yeah, I was Five thinking guys. food places, but that's all kind of got? a little on the nose. I'm going with the idea I had last night, where they recreate the punt, pass, and kick video <laughs> with your copper fit idea. Yeah, it was and a combo. I mean, if they do a good job with that, that would kill. That would, combo. That would kill. That's a that is a great one. The copper fit ad. Spell his name wrong on the graphic and everything. Um, that's really really excellent. I like that a lot. And he still calls a timeout at a wrong time. <laughs> maybe maybe he's like you know what okay all right i've got one i've got one who could bring an appropriate amount of money to get andy reed that's been playing with the big dogs in the celebrity game for a little bit that i think could have an andy reed connection uber eats okay they're spending a ton of money they've got all tons of celebrities doing their ads you could have andy reed calling up a play quote unquote ordering from his phone he can do a joke about how much he loves food and all of that, and they could pay him enough money to do it. 
I think State Farm gave Andy Reid a shocking amount of money. I think Mahomes wanted him to do it, and I think that they backed up a Brinks truck. You know who I'm assuming gets paid an obscene amount of money? Has to be Charles Barkley and Tony Romo and whoever else does those Subway commercials. Because oh, those man. things... Steph Curry I mean, is on those? How much money do you think those guys are getting? Because those things, when Charles Barkley goes, I'm hangry, I'm sitting here going, he had to get paid at least, what, three mil to say those words? There, there has to be something totally beyond human about just knowing that you that at any point you could put out a tweet and say if someone wants to pay me five million dollars to record thirty seconds of usable material but maybe a couple hours of my time to talk about your sandwiches and that you just know that you'll have that ready to go the second you want it must be a shocking thing. Shaq. Shaq has done more commercials yeah. than anything. The general? Yes. He, but if the you, you get to that hunt. point, I think that's the way you do it, right? Like, like Shaq, here's the thing. Shaq will never not be famous. Shaq is going to be famous forever and probably roughly this Well, for his forever. shoes. The Shaqnosis shoes. Shaqnosis. He'll be famous for all of time. He's huge. He's visible. He's a big personality. He's still in media, all of that. Oh, and he's an actor. And, and a and, rapper, actually. And he's a professional and a rapper. actor, rapper, yeah, etc. Yeah. But if you are anybody within that realm of like, I don't know how long I want to be famous, but I am right now, you, you've just got to say yes to everything. And maybe you end up being Shaq at the end. You go, wow, I can't turn on my TV. You know, who, you know who does this? You know who has done this excellently? Kevin Hart. Kevin yeah. Hart is in every commercial break you will see Kevin Hart somewhere in it. Specifically, now that he has the DraftKings thing, DraftKings thing, he's yeah. in every movie. His stand-up specials keep rolling. His two like, I don't know how much money Kevin Hart is worth, but he has. I assume been, more than us. By surprisingly, he is hustling for. Is my interpretation that he he is out here all the time, making sure that there is never a point in in his life where he has to take a commercial yeah. ever again. Yeah, I respect the hustle. Respect the hustle. Let's take a quick break. Come back and actually talk some Chiefs, potentially? Yeah, I'd, potentially. I'd love to. Yeah, what commercials do you think Andrew should do next? Yeah, we'll do that one. Uh, we'll listen to some commercials on this break right here, Homestretch ESPN Kansas City. Welcome back to the Homestretch here, ESPN Kansas City. Briscoe still with us, surprisingly. He didn't leave after that first segment of uh, too much sports talk, some say. Some say it's the most sports we've actually talked in a segment on this entire show, ever. Okay. Chris Jones? All right, you got me. We can actually do All it All right, you got you. I was going to wait till you said something I wanted to talk about, and I've been wanting to talk about Chris Jones for the last five hours, and no one's ever let me. Have you? Has no yeah. one let you? Okay, Chris yeah. Jones. Chris jo- I'm glad we actually found something we, no, can, we, can, we can rerun. Chris Jones has been dominating. If you look at the pass rush win rate, yes. very difficult word to say, at least You're good. saying. He's been number one in the NFL over Aaron Donald. It's been absurd. No, no, no notes in front of me. I got a couple screens that are that are turned off. My computer's in my bag. I am on the top of the dome on this one. Are you ready? Chris Jones in week four. You know what? Let's start with Tershawn Wharton. He was he was something like <laughs> fifth or sixth. He's in like fifth or sixth in pass rush win rate amongst defensive tackles last week. Okay, Tershawn Wharton for context. You with me? Mm-hmm. You with me? You with me? 
He was winning on 25% of his snaps. That's incredible. That is a great day for Turk Wharton. Love to see him on there just again for week four. You can climb up. I believe second place was somewhere in like the high 30, low 40% range. Third place was like 28% or something like that in terms of pass rush win rate, win rate in week four. Told you stuff. Defensive tackle pass rush win rate for Chris Jones in week four. He was number one. Did you see what his win percentage was? I did. It was a flat 50%. You could flip a coin during Chiefs Bucks against Tom Brady, who does not hold on to the ball for a terribly long time. And like Seth, Seth Kaiser pointed this out, ESPN's pass rush win rate charting will be different than Seth's is. So you can take it with a grain of salt. Sure. The you could flip a coin by ESPN's metrics. Heads Chris Jones got pressure, tails he didn't. That's bonkers. Every other passing play, Chris Jones was in some way, shape, or form by that metri- those metrics from ESPN was bothering Tom Brady. Yeah. Now, as you've said, Seth Walder of ESPN tweeted out this morning that there is a new leader in pass rush win rate amongst defensive tackles because Aaron Donald is second because Chris Jones has passed him. I do not know where we lost the plot on Chris Jones. But it happened years ago, Mm -hmm. and I don't think his reputation among Chiefs fans has ever fully recovered. I don't know if it was people talking about him freelancing in the run game, which, like, congratulations, an NFL defensive tackle who's one of the most dynamic pass rushers in the sport might do that from time to time. I don't know if it was a souring last year on the fact that they put him out of position and he wasn't able to be Miles Garrett. Sure. And, And so now he's back in the middle being literally Aaron Donald this year. Maybe this is the year where the tide begins to turn. I also think on some level having Tyron Matthew out of the picture is probably going to be good for his reputation because there is no argument. He is this team's best defender. He is this team's most important defender. Mm -hmm. You could have made an argument over the last three years that Matthew was more important. You could not make an argument he was better. It was You just couldn't. But you could have made an argument that Matthew was more important. You Look, man, Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill are vital to this defense. Legereus Sneed. Legereus Sneed is vital to this defense. Nick Bolton and Willie Gay, I would have said Willie Gay was vital to this defense, but now we're two weeks into his suspension, and the defense has still been very are good. Are we sure Darius Harris didn't just put on, you know, Willie Gay Jr. put on Darius Harris's number and went back out there? With that in mind, I kind of... I hope LeJarius Sneed gets a long-term contract extension this offseason. I hope he's here in this defense for a long time. I bet Spags wants him to stick around. But I kind of wonder, as the cornerback, Joshua Williams. And, and it was suppo- like he, was, he was supposed to be the next depth guy. And Jalen Watson took that spot. And now Jalen Watson has started against, uh, uh, he started all, all three of these. He started against Justin Herbert Ryan, and Tom Brady. And had the play of the game, the play of his career against the Chargers as a seventh-round pick. LeJarrius Steen is a fourth-round pick. Rashad Fenton as a sixth. Tarverius Ward is the guy they traded for at the end of training camp. I do wonder if the Chiefs just have Miracle working at, at cornerback where they can just Seriously, turn any of just... these guys. It's unbelievable. And I still love Trent McDuffie, and I'm glad they drafted him. Yeah. I wonder if, if that bo- what that says about Sneed's future. All of that to say, there are a lot of dudes on this defense who are good. Over, uh, overlooked, underrated, really important. Nobody on this team holds a candle, a candle to Chris Jones. And if you go, well, why? Okay, but he doesn't. He, he doesn't have a fifteen sack season pending here. 
if you are a game rewatcher, rewatch a game, condense it, whatever, and just watch 95. If you are watching it during the game, watch 95. And don't just watch what he produces. Watch what offenses do to him. He is, I think, maybe the only thing on this defense that you have to plan for as an offense. The double teams that he takes are ridiculous. The What he's able to do even against double teams on a regular basis is phenomenal. As a pass rusher, he is elite. In the middle of a defense that has been increasingly improved against the run as the rest of the depths and also that rest of that defensive line has improved, they've been very stout against the run. Jonathan Taylor had nothing for them. The the, the, the uh, Buccaneers had six carries for three yards in this, in this game on Sunday. The defense has obviously been good at, at every level, and they've, they've been improving for a bit now. It's all great to see. But Chris Jones should be the headline far more often than he is. The reason why I think he had that narrative placed against him, one was the contract. I feel like anytime a guy yeah. asked for a lot of money, or at least he didn't necessarily hold out, but anytime there's that situation or at least a chance of they don't come anytime in agreement a guy wide, earns, right away. Anytime yeah. a guy earns a lot of money, which is what he did, yeah. but it was a lot of money. I think the Aaron Donald situation is always going to go against him because everyone's like, well, why aren't you Aaron Donald when Aaron Donald has just been... Seriously, a once-in-a-generation type of player. And the other part is, his third season, he had 15-and-a-half sacks. Yeah. That number stands out. 15-and-a-half became the baseline. Right. That became the expectation. And then he had nine, seven-and-a-half, nine. He only has two this year. But like you mentioned, it's not just the sacks. It's how he changes a game. It's how yeah. he gets it done. He can allow sacks for other players. If you're only focusing in on the sacks, you are not doing a, or you're doing yourself a disservice when it comes to appreciating Chris Jones. Yes. There's a little stat, and I we talked about analytics the other day or last night with Dylan Michaels on Sports Night on uh, Sports Radio 810. This was called approximate value, okay? Mm-hmm. And on Pro Football Reference, approximate value. The year he had 15 and a half sacks, the approximate value added was 10. Guess what it was? 2020. It was 13. Hmm. He, only had, he had less than half of the amount of sacks. And then last year, when apparently it was a down year, it was 12. Hilarious. He was worth more in those past two years than he was the 15 and a half sack season. Getting in pressures, doing more than just sacks, it means more. It's not just sacks or nothing. There has to be some nuance when it comes to Chris Jones, especially when you're a defensive tackle. Yeah, because also, you know what happened after that 15-and-a-half sack season? Offenses started going, oh, man, this dude's a wrecking ball. Yeah. Also, do you know what was happening across that season? Uh, you you actually got 16 games out of D. Ford, who went healthy and explosive off the line. You had to actually account for I'm, I'm looking to see what the, who the rest of the sackers on this team were because the supporting cast, D. Ford had 13 sacks that year. Justin Houston was still on this team. He had nine sacks that year. Allen Bailey had six more of his own, and then it was a falling off. Xavier Williams had two and a half. Breland Speaks had one and a half, and a bunch of dudes had one. But you know what Chris Jones had there? He had two pass rushers on the edges on the outside of him in D. Ford and Justin in Houston. He has not had that since no. then. So, oh man, Chris Jones hasn't been as, as efficient in the sack game. Well, yeah, because he doesn't have anybody you've had to pay attention to for, for the four years since then or whatever it's been on the edges because Frank Clark was never that guy for Chris Jones. That never actually came to be. If George Karloftis can be that guy, that'll be huge. More likely, Chris Jones is going to be the guy that makes Karloftis' life easier. So, and just a little sidebar, the way that Sterling delivered those analytics was miles better than the way I delivered them <laughs> last night because I was... 
fumbling around on Pro Football Reference in real time, basically trying to get those stats out. So well done, Sterling. Thank you. Good, Thank good you. work all the way around. Really, yeah. Is. Good production. Good, good delivery. I get pissed when people when people undercut uh, undercut and undervalue Chris Jones. I mean, really, just firing on all cylinders here. And I, I do think another point to why he's been undervalued by Chiefs fans: the lack of numbers in the playoffs. Yeah, but like. But, but but people don't even do that to Frank Clark who like during the play because oh he had this hot run like yeah Chris Jones was he had two the, covered sacks Chris yeah he had two <laughs> bleeping covered sacks and and Chris Jones and that might be a little unfair you could you could call, get, you could call at least I'm one not, of them a, call one of them a motor sack yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna start calling him for Carloftis I'm not gonna take it away from Frank Clark but no, I, yeah but, but motor sacks great by the way that's what it, I think that's what I'm gonna that's what what Carloftis had his I think two in the preseason right were motor sacks. They sound badass. They they sound it sounds like he's wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just like, that's good. yeah, got my motor sack. Yeah, yeah. You're just you've got you've got a moto jacket and like a big like Santa Claus style bag on your back filled with know. presents, but it's actually filled with quarterbacks. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. How about it? Motor sacks. I I just I, I get so frustrated by that analysis because right, you know the no sacks in the playoffs thing is gonna be something that we can hang over Chris Jones's head until the minute we stop doing that because he finally because. Did he need to he need to, to 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 get to Deshaun Watson one time in that in that Houston game? Would that have changed things? Would, would that would his entire perception be different? I don't know. He was he was the most uh, vital defender on a Super Bowl winning team. He he somehow has that held against him. When when for Frank Clark, it's the justification of that trade and contract. It, yeah, it's just very strange. There's some other stuff there probably at play that I just can't. I can't fully put my finger on. I think your explanations get us part of the way through. Sure. I don't think there is math that makes 100% sense. I think we're getting closer, but not every fan's going to get there. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be the old school fans or the box score. I don't want to say watchers, but the box score, that, it, I, that is the end all deal. I think it's that. I think it's just people who made up their mind already. Sure. I, I just think it's people who at some point went, Chris Jones freelance is too much. He doesn't get enough pressure. He's going to get enough sacks. He's not Aaron Donald. I, and then they'll move on to, they'll go buy their, their Darius Harris jersey, you know, sure. and eventually they'll hate Darius Harris too. I, I just think it's tough because when you grow up, at least even when I was growing up for so long, for example, baseball, mm-hmm. let's say you had a 300 batting average, your on base percentage was 350. Yeah. Now, now, we, now we know, you know, the, that's 650 right there. And then say your slugging was four. But we found more value now in a guy who bats 225, gets on base at a 400 clip, who sure. slugs 500, right? Right. There's more value in that player. But because the average is so low, there's still part of you, still part of me that's like, totally. well, why isn't he just hitting more singles? And then you realize, well, that's not what he's here for. If he's trying to do that, it would, it would cut away some of his slugging. He wouldn't walk as, as often. Right. So sometimes there's some new ones. There's always going to be those original numbers which you grew up watching or at least loving and understanding totally. that don't mean as much. And I think the same thing in football when it comes to sacks. Yes. When it, now we're now we're understanding pressures. That means a lot. Now, and, and I do think there's the one with pressures. I do have an issue with on the other on the, on the flip side. Chiefs were top five, I want to say, in pressures last year. Mm-hmm. Their D line was atrocious, mm-hmm. even against the Buccaneers last week. As much pressure as they caused, I mean, Tom Brady lathered himself up in avocado oil yes. because they couldn't take him down. Right. So there is some some case where you're like pressures can be great. But if you're not finishing the playoff, those pressures are almost wasted. I think pressures is the jumping Ooh, off. Point. I disagree with that part. I was with you for a long chunk of this. Let me try to sell you on something here. Okay. Uh, I think okay, Spags. But- I think Spags kind of ref- kind of inferred some of this, and it this would not necessarily hold for Brady, but this would hold for Kyler Murray. If you gave me two options of 
Chris Jones in front of Kyler Murray, arms wide open, but he has to he has to make sure Kyler Murray doesn't duck under his armpit. Sure. Or you give me a, a snap where where three of your of your down linemen are pressuring Kyler Murray, but it's just closing in the walls around him like the trash compactor in sure. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> what would you rather have as a defense? Kyler Murray with one man to beat before green grass and scrambling, or Kyler Murray with the walls closing in yeah. and having to deliver a ball downfield where one of your guys might have just as good a chance to make a play on the ball as the wide receiver does. I, that is just simply something that I think can be applied to some quarterbacks. I do not think that is a catch-all, sure. but it's something that I've thought about in terms of the value of pressures that don't end in sacks. Because I, I have been a longtime proponent of, like, look, that, that there is value in pressures or hurries or hits, but the most valuable thing you can do against a quarterback is to sack him, sure. and that's true. But if it selling out for a sack has a risk to it that that compressing a quarterback who is not at their most comfortable in the pocket would not have. While I agree in that one scenario, the other scenario, the flip side, I should say, the play Mahomes made. Yeah. That was a pressure. Yes. A lot of pressure on that on that one play against against the same play the the what third and two whatever it was in the end zone with the flip pass up the, to the Clyde, yes. Clyde. the uh, the jump shot the jump shot yeah the Don Tari Poe the spin the spinning jump shot great pressure ends up at a touchdown you do it against Mahomes you do it against Josh Allen if you don't take them down we saw it against Ben Roethlisberger forever right mm-hmm. I, you're you're chuckling over here so I'm, I'm sure you're gonna pull something no, up I'm just curious because if it was good pressure. You think you said it was great pressure? They grabbed him. They 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 had him locked up. They didn't take him down. But your metric for good pressure against Patrick Mahomes is different than good pressure against Tom Brady or Kyler Murray or whatever. Sure, it's just this is this might be my this it's might nuanced. be my de- it, devolving into into film guy away from from numbers guy. I don't know what my, my next five years of football watching are going to be, but I just think that in a lot of cases the spe- the, the specifics are too important sure. for it to ever really be able to be generally agreed upon on something like the value of a pressure against various quarterback. But kind of how this evolved for me when it relates to Chris Jones is, this is how I think some people view him when it comes to sacks versus pressures. If you're not taking the quarterback down, if you're, the quarterback's spinning out of your arms and then throwing a dime, mm-hmm. for example, whoever it was against Mahomes, right? Whoever, whoever didn't get him, I'm sure he's credited for a pressure, and you're sitting here, oh, he probably had a great game. Well, he didn't take him down. The pressure was, in my opinion, wasted. So it's a uh, defensive... No, hold on. Where is that? It's a seven there. So the edge comes through because Kelsey releases and passes him in. And the way the play's going, I think Wiley uh, Wiley's crashing down. I think Allegretti's in there crashing down. Oh, yeah, because Allegretti was an eligible receiver. So here's the thing. I think the pressure here might have been by design. Mm. Now, I, I don't know... It, Free runner was probably not supposed to be the play. It feels sure. like Allegretti or Clyde should have hit him, but Clyde obviously continues to release. So Mahomes ends up with a free rusher. The actual offensive line won this rep. Yeah, they they have you seen it? I've not looked at the pause here. Besides the free rusher, Andrew Wiley's laying on a guy. <laughs> I mean, Andrew Wiley's laying on a guy. Nick Allegretti's open. Clyde is open, but there's one free rusher that Mahomes and however it was executed here, Mahomes sure. has to beat one free rusher. He clears that corner, and then now you got a mess in the end zone, obviously. Sure. But now it's nothing but green grass for another 10 yards in front of him. If if that was Daniel Jones, it's a pick. If it was Tom Brady, it's a sack. If it was mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, it's a sack. But when it's Patrick Mahomes, 
Pressures mean different things. But that's the way the NFL's evolving. You could almost say Absolutely. pressures mean, I mean, Lamar Jackson, for example, gets out of that. Or he I gets out of it, I, I, I don't want to say every, back in. Yeah, I don't want to say every single quarterback. But let's say sure. the the you know the Kyler Murrays. The, again, Daniel Jones probably gets out of it, but he probably throws a pick six somehow. Daniel Jones gets it was the and, four- and Josh Allen both like stiff arm the dude into the grass and then and then have some sort of uh, you know NFL street throw. And, and if it's the fourth quarter, well then Justin Herbert throws a pick six because that's what he does in the fourth quarter right, uh, sure. on the goal line. Sure, uh, I I do know. If we want to play this or that, we do have to take a quick uh, quick break. I've just been so, enjoying talking ball with you, man. I do, too. I love talking ball with I love, you. just love talking ball. We don't ball. do that enough because we talk so much nonsense. Just a couple dudes talking ball, man. Remember Vladimir Radmanovich? Welcome back to the home stretch here, ESPN Kansas City. Time for Briscoe. The only reason why he's on the show, basically, yeah. is not to talk Chiefs, this is not, like my life. not to get people to talk about Chris Jones more. It's for this or that. Have you seen the commercial that uses this yes. song? Is it, it's a chicken sandwiches of some sort. I don't know if it's like is it Wing Stop or like Buffalo Wild Wings or something. Yeah, One yeah. of those wing places I think is doing a chicken sandwich. Yeah, I sandwich. think so too. Frankly, frankly, it's unfair that they would steal it from this show. The first time I heard it, I I had a mild freak. I was and like, you do go, I get to pick between two yeah, things? Yeah, what, what am I picking between? What do I get to pick between? I love picking things. Getting hit with a scooter or stepping on Legos. Okay, uh, Legos. Jalen Watson or Rashad Fenton gets more snaps by end of year? Um, Fenton. Ooh, I think when McDuffie comes back, Watson takes Fenton's spot. I think that's interesting. I think they trust Fenton in the defense. I think Watson is a tremendous fourth corner to have right now. More snaps end of year. Sky Moore or McCall Hardman? McCall Hardman. I don't think that one's close. I think right now is 95% for McCall Hardman. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. This or that? That. Mm-hmm. Jeans and a t-shirt or shorts and a hoodie? Shorts and a hoodie. I mean, it's what I'm wearing right now. Mm-hmm. A little, little it, zip it, up. It, frankly, it was just unfair because this is just this is I don't where wear you a thrive. Lot of jeans anymore. Th- this. Well, I meant pants. It could be sweats and a in a t-shirt. I probably do that more often, but I I really love I love the thin hoodie. The shorts and a quarter zip is just a, it's a power move. Hard to beat. It's a power move. You look yeah. like you're in a beach. Yeah. Uh, who ends the year with more wins? KU or Kansas State? I'm just gonna keep staying on the hype train and keep saying KU, but I would I would love for neither of them to lose until December when they play each other. Is there anything more depressing than being a Mizzou fan? Wait, hold on. I'll answer for you. No, there's not. More depressing. Being a Mizzou fan or being a Mizzou fan. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it literally could be a anything plethora else. of things. And yeah. no, it's 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 being a Mizzou fan. What's worse right now, being a Mizzou fan or being Brett Favre's lawyer? Hello. Topical. Uh, Mizzou fan because Brett Favre's lawyer is getting paid. Paid huge yeah, money. Yeah, Great yeah. point. Yep. Chiefs win over under 12 and a half games. <sighs> I'll, I'll say over, but I that that's higher than it was preseason. It sure was. And you know what? I'm gonna say 12. Oh, you're going under. Yeah, I'll say 12. Mm. I got money on them to win exactly 11, and I feel like they win 12 plus. Yeah, 12 so, feels right. I I, I, did, I liked 11, 12 yeah, coming the end of the year. I liked 11 to go. Oh yeah, that, win some money on the exact games won. Yeah, pretty good odds. Yeah. yeah and no. then all of a sudden you realize how those casinos got built. Uh huh. It wasn't. For it, you it wasn't being for me. It wasn't for me being smarter. Uh, does Legarius need make the Pro Bowl or All Pro team this year? Probably not just from pure number of corners, but if you said, will he be a deserving Pro Bowl candidate at the end of the year? I would say absolutely yes. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy. Yeah, big Ex- crunch guy. Really? Oh, I'm an adult. Really? Oh, wait, I'm not go. seven-year-old. Quick, around the room right now, smooth, crunchy peanut butter. Can I get a hand up? Smooth peanut butter? Dylan, smooth peanut butter. We got. Oh, the whole room. Oh. The whole room. They're all smooth. Butter. I work crunchy, guys. Crunchy boys in the And studio. we have flavor. 
We're legitimate. We have texture. Texture. Texture be the word you're looking for. Yeah, texture. Swag surfing or We Ready by Archie Eversole. Better pump up song. Both a little overplayed. We we ready? Oh, wow. I guess we might. No, I'll go swag surfing. I don't know. Both Chiefs defense finishes. Are you okay? Do you know how microphones work? Did you just break that. Wow, you broke that. Congrats. What was your question? Uh, I'll hold it. Don't, Briscoe don't broke it. a microphone. Nah, man, uh, Chiefs defense finishes top ten in rushing defense this season. In rushing defense. By like what DVOA or yards or rushing defense, so we can do yards or DVOA. Right now they are by number yards, one. Absolutely. Okay. Um, by DVOA probably. Eagles have the best record in the NFC when it's all said and done. Uh, NFC East shout out there. Yeah, I'll say yes. No, no, not just NFC East. NFC. No, no, no sorry. NFC East will give them a few extra free divisional okay. games, so I think that helps their case. So I'll say yes. Cheetos or Doritos. Cheetos. But your hands. They get so dirty. And yeah, and you're like, you, you, you've you got shining, shimmering fingertips at the end of a bag of Doritos? Do you lick your fingers after eating Dorito, after Cheetos, I guess? Absolutely not. Okay. Absol- I don't, absolutely not. If you see me sucking on my fingers at any point, come chop them off. The only time I'll be licking my fingers is in like an emergency of like, I got, I got nothing nowhere here. else to go yeah. with this. I will certainly not do it for pleasure. That me. feels like that needs to be clipped. Uh, the only thing with Cheetos, you have to eat them by a sink. You can't eat them on the move. What do you do with that microphone? I'm going to give up and try to fix it during the, after the show. Okay. You have to eat Cheetos by a sink because I'm not going to be like, eating it in a car. You are no, struggling with microphones. No, no, no. This is, no I've, I've, got a, I've got a new setup for the rest of the show. Is the Miami Dolphins legitimate? Are they a is, legit playoff? Well, I would say that sentence was illegitimate because that's not how grammar works. Sure. Uh, Good thing this is not a grammar show. I mean, I think uh, pending Tua and and where Teddy Bridgewater ends up, I think they're I think they're what, what what's the what's the framing? Legit. Are, are they like a Super Bowl contender? Super Bowl no, playoffs yes. Playoff team not a Super Bowl contender. Does Travis Kelsey lead tight ends in receiving yards by end of year? Yeah, think so. Is George Kittle now a glorified tackle? We got to get him out of there, man. Veach, just call, just see what it would cost. Just find out. And, and apparently, Mark Andrews too. And apparently, Kyle Pitts is like Atlanta's God. like. Hey, you know how we spent a first round draft pick on a tight end who's basically a wide receiver? The next quote unquote Travis Kelsey. Yeah, let's go ahead and just use him as an extra blocker. I know. I know Travis Kelsey is very grateful for having Andy Reid in his life, but he should still be. Peanuts, cashews, walnuts, D's or almonds. <sighs> what? What was the second to last one? Uh, D's. What are D's, Sterling? Sterling, what are D's? These are all types of nuts, pal. I uh, like uh, peanuts and almonds. I'm allergic to walnuts. Briscoe, this was a lot of fun. We'll be back live into you tomorrow at 3 to 4 p.m. We are out. D's.